Welcome to The Building Code. I'm Zach Matovich. And I'm Charlie Burtwistle. You're looking at me like that intro was a little too energetic. That intro was one of your weakest intros oh, of all time, I think. Oh, this guy wants to handle the intros. No, no, no. You let me do that one, and you never let me do anymore. <laughs> uh, but it is good to be back uh, in the studio with my favorite people. Uh, beautiful Friday afternoon. Zach, how are you doing? Good, man. It's, hey, we're about to hit the weekend. You know, it's a beautiful day outside. Hard to hard to complain. Absolutely. And the guest that we have today, uh, Zach and I have heard a ton about him. He was at the last Builder Train University, and he left kind of as a local legend. Yeah. Shout out to the the, the production crew. They they find the absolute best people um, of all of our 20, 30,000 customers. Smoozing they, it up with the customers down at Blackstone in Omaha. If you don't know about it. You should. You got to check it out. Yeah, check it out. Come to BTU. Yeah, ch- Billertrend.com. Uh, should we dangle that carrot? Come to BTU, end up on the pod. Yeah, it has worked. It has worked multiple times for sure. Um, okay, Zach, tell them, tell our li- listeners out there who we have on today. Yeah, so Tom is out in Richmond, Virginia. He's got a ton of experience in construction, so I'm really excited to get him on here and talk a little bit about his business, how he uses Builder Trend, talk about his, his life and kind of what brought him into construction. It's going to be really cool. Absolutely. Tom. Welcome to The Building Code. We're obviously super excited to have you here. You were just in Omaha for BTU not that long ago. For our listeners, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and how you got started in construction and, you know, why not? Talk about BTU. Sure. Um, So real quickly, thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Of course. Um, Love love the background and the builder trend, uh, just everything I've learned about you guys. And uh, would tell you that uh, I got my start in construction in college, actually. I used to work in a grocery store in the summer times. And uh, I started studying civil engineering and concrete and studying all this stuff. And I thought to myself, I, I better get some experience doing it. So I went to a, a general contractor that was local in Virginia and uh, got, got a job. And it, it was one of those, like, you know, when you start a job in a restaurant, you're like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow, bring a, you know, Oh, you have an apron or something, but you're, you're starting tomorrow. Well, a construction company is different. It's like, well, it's I got to show up with a hammer. You on. Yeah, well, I, well, I got to put you on something, yeah. right? So I got to pay for you. Ah. And I was thinking, it's like, well, you know, can't you put me on a job tomorrow? Nope, I've got to. So the guy actually was bidding a job, and my first job was a law office, and I had to do this TI work. And what was neat was my first superintendent I worked for was one of these crafty guys that could hang doors, you know, set tile, you know, just did everything, right? Worked with his hands. And it was funny. He was big, like so overweight. And you saw this guy like, how in the world does he do all this stuff? And he did. I mean, he just was one of these guys. He just figured out even as fat as he was, he could get things done. And then he had a skinny guy that was his helper. He did a lot of good stuff. And his name was Tracy. And the guys, that guy was is probably five years older with me. And I'm now remember, I'm like 19. This guy is 23 with four kids. (laughs) Not wasting any time. Yeah, hey, he know what he wanted. I'm making five fifty an hour or something like that. I was looking at Tracy. It's like, how do you make it work? And he says, I'll show you. And he showed me the the beauty of side jobs. I thought you'd be like, and then I had six kids by twenty three. Yeah, that's right. It's you know I would make more on a Sunday Uh, than I did all week working at five fifty an hour. Yeah. But I learned quickly through construction that I didn't want to go that route. I wanted to understand how to manage it. Yeah. And so I went through, finished up um, college, and I did this through graduation. I actually graduated and worked again until I started my real job all summer with a graduation degree for five fifty an hour digging <laughs> ditches, right? You know, like I'd already graduated and everything, yeah, had my yeah. degree, 
my diploma and everything. And the guys were laughing. We got a college graduate digging ditches here. This is awesome. <laughs> right. But my first job was uh, with Turner Construction Company out of New York City. And I was at a Ritz Carlton Hotel. And I was a field engineer. And, and right out the gate, uh, you go out there and I'm laying it out with my surveying tools and all this stuff and working with people. And what I found was you're trying to find tools to coordinate your work. And this back then we had fax machines, right? You didn't have email, you didn't have digital cameras and YouTube videos to look at to teach you how to do something. And so you had to really pull on people that were experts and they would teach you the stuff, right? And I found it's kind of the honey vinegar kind of thing. I could be a jerk and say, well, I'm the boss, everybody else, you know, I'm the hammer, everybody else is a nail. Yeah. But what I found was, you know, I was more of the humble side. And I still do this today. I go to a permit office and say, hey, I'm trying to do a building permit for this job. And what do I need to do? And I actually sit down with the reviewer and they actually look at things and say, all right, Tom, you need this. That, versus a typical person walks in and says, this is what you got. This is what right. you asked for. Here's your check. Give me my permit. You know, it's like, no, I go the other way around. How do I, how do you give me the permit? And then I find doing that uh, over time, I've developed a lot of relationships with these folks that I'm almost like an expediter now because they know I'm going to do what they need to get done. Right. And I do the same thing with my subs is I actually work for my vendors and that's what builder trend was able to help me do. And uh, just kind of progressing through the years, just to tell you my background. So for the listeners is that, you know, I did a risk Carlton and I went into Fisher Island down in Miami, worked on a bunch of condominiums down there. All these projects were multi-million dollar jobs, very fast track work seven days a week, oftentimes. And um, that's just what you did back then. You know, there was no balance, right? You just, right. you had to get a job done. We got the risk Carlton Hotel because we told them we could build it in 18 months, <laughs> right? 18 months, 450 room hotel, and there's nothing there. And all of a sudden I have a hotel. And, you know, I'm driving these guys to the airport because I was a low kid on the totem pole. So, you know, the executives had busy go golfing and stuff. They said, Tom, take the, you know, the rich people back. So I had a half an hour in the car to talk to these guys about, hey, what do you do? And so I started learning what owners were like. And so I started trying to take an owner's attitude with construction when I'm being a contractor. Like, what would an owner do almost, right? And so I've carried that throughout my whole career. And then, you know, progressing from there, I went to Miami. Then I went to um, Cincinnati. And then Cincinnati is where I got my chops. That's where I learned how to estimate, build subcontractor relationships. My boss in estimating told me I had to take a vendor out to lunch once a week. And he said, I'll prove the expense report. You buy lunch. They're not buying you lunch because they're teaching you something. And I found when I did that, they really opened up because I wasn't expecting something from them. And I used to tell them that. I said, listen, uh, when you bid a job to me, it's double secret. I'm not telling somebody else what you did. And then I also went with this um, attitude of, you know, kind of like proprietary knowledge. My job as an estimator, I looked at is when you look at these set of plans, you're finding the booby traps that could hurt these guys and you need to tell them about the booby traps. Right. And then what I found with them uh, coming back, they might come back to me and say, hey, Tom, I saw these other two traps. Did you see that? And by the way, I figured them out. And here's the thing I'm going to do to address it. And I think this is what's going to help me get the job. I'd say that's awesome. And I'd lock that in, put that in my qualifications and all that kind of jazz. And if they were the low bidder, that's what I used as my you know stuff and all that jazz. But I did not call this competition and say, hey, did you see those other two boobies? You know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't. I, and because of that relationship, what I found is I got guys that I can pretty much call up on a phone call and they'll do a job for me. And they'll just take care of it. 
they'll get it done and it's the right price and it'll stand up right and so that's what i've kind of developed at cincinnati and my last job there was a bengal stadium and we were pouring 250 yards of concrete a day i had meetings with baker concrete at 5 30 in the morning and meet all the way up to 6 30 in the afternoon you know just different kind of things going on job site stuff going but something of that magnitude you just saw these decisions and you know you just had to work with smart people you know right. and, and all that so that's what i you know did and then i went to a smaller company moved to richmond once we had our kid and i uh my son george now is 20 something uh 20 yeah he's 20 in college and my daughter just started virginia tech and so i've got two kids now in college and now it's back to me and my wife again i'm kind of laughing uh, you know, I had a business for a while uh, doing construction company. I did remodels and all my jobs, architects brought the work to me mm -hmm. because I took care of them. And what I mean by taking care of the architects was I wasn't trying to show them how dumb they were. And I remember I had a superintendent come to me one time, all proud. He said, hey, Tom, man, I just went to the owner and showed him how dumb this architect is. <laughs> I said, do you know what you just did? He said, what? And I said, you just got us fired. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? I said, because when you call the architect a dumb-dumb, you're telling the owner he's a dumb-dumb. Because right. oftentimes he's the first, you know, he's hired the architect. And then the architect had to pick a contractor to do the work, which happened to be us on this job. And now you're you're showing, you know, that, that's not a good good way to play ball here. And so I've started coaching my teams as I got into more management, you know, the project management side that, look, it's our job to not make these guys look good, but help the job go well. Mm -hmm. And then I've even been taught by some guys that a job is often like a patient. And what does the job need? Right. And then so if you look at projects this way, um, you kind of come back and say, well, you know, that's interesting. Um, uh it's not Tom Henning wants this. It's what the job needs. It becomes impersonal. So that way the clients don't get mad. It's just like, look, you know, um, it's what the job needs. I don't want this. It just needs to have happen. And so when I started my business and used Builder Trend, I used to tell residents that I'm interviewing with, I'd say, look, the biggest surprise is no surprise. And these guys they would look at me like, what are you talking yeah, what about? <laughs> I said, construction is Murphy, okay? And you're going to be surprised. And, you know, it's almost a weird turnaround. But I've found that my clients, it's almost like an Easter egg hunt. And they get all excited and they go, Tom, Tom, here's the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to cost them money. But they're not mad because I told them this could potentially happen. Right. You know, that I would be surprised if we went through your, your entire remodel and nothing went, you know, everything went as planned. Yeah. That, that would be just amazing, right? And we all talk about this in our industry, right? Like, that's that's got to happen. Right? Yeah. So so anyway, getting back to you know the experience, I what I found in life is that if you take the time to show people that you care, and that you genuinely really want to do their job, and you and you you're compassionate about what you do, and you have good folks working for you, it just it, it's just a fun day. So I love yeah. that. That's really great insight. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so uh, that kind of just wraps me up a little bit, but that's kind of how I got to where I'm at now working as a client. Yeah. I, you uh, know, 
the one thing we have to touch on before we go any further in this <laughs> interview, and I, Zach knows what I'm going to say. Exactly what he's say. Zach <laughs> is the biggest uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Fan yeah, I'm like you poured the concrete. Concrete. You really both, yeah, I was like, where where should we like? What do I need to know about Paul Brown Stadium? Like, how do I get in? How do I meet Joe yeah, Burrow? Yeah, are know? there any secret tunnels that you like? Lay yeah, out yeah. Just I, mean, for, uh, yeah. I was entrance? so excited when that Joe Burrow was from that area. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you knew he was coming back to to the Midwest. Right. And was going to play for them. And do you know, it, they were so close for the Super Bowl. Uh, I was there. Yeah. It was yeah, so, exactly. so a lot. Of, it was a great memory. And then it was the worst memory, Tom. Right. It's like the best worst, right? But, um, yeah, Bengals fan, big time. Um, Love it. In fact, uh, for you. First who day on the, on the, on the pod. Day. There we go. Here we go. We're losing all oh, our listeners wow. right now. <laughs> I love it. That, that's the baby right there, man. <laughs> so you moved to Virginia, though. You're you lived in Cincinnati yeah, so for a while. When, when I had my son. My my folks lived in Roanoke. I grew up in Roanoke, Virginia. Ah, okay. And my my wife is an army brat, and her dad retired up in Woodbridge, and was government contractor kind of guy. So he lived up in Northern Virginia. Yeah. So Richmond was kind of this town that we said, hey, it's it's close to a lot of things, right? Like the beach. Charlottesville, she, my wife went to UVA. I went to VMI, which is in the news lately with a lot of crap going on right now. That's crazy. But but just, but what I'm saying is, but what all this did for me was, you know, getting back to Virginia is where I grew up. It's kind of like you guys being in the Midwest. It's what you know. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, you guys up there, you know, being a Husker or, you know, uh, just, it's just, I mean, talking to Nick, you know, who's, who's one, one of my trainers, he says, I don't travel much, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, I'm, I'm a, you know, where you kind of think this country was founded in Virginia, you know, yeah. Jamestown and Williamsburg, you know, I'm trying to say that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we take that for granted, right? Like that it's just a couple hours away. Right. So, um, you with me? Like the, even the civil war was fought here. Yeah. Know? Right. For sure. <laughs> weird stuff. Right. Where, where you guys are, it's like the great discovery and, you know, the hardworking people, um, my big affection, my dad used to say all the time, you know, if you you don't like the farmers, just don't, don't fuss with your mouthful. Yeah. So, like, are you, you're not hungry, right? That's right. Well, that's because these guys are taking care of you. you know, they're the ones growing the cattle or the corn. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're what, they're the bread, you know, they always suggest the breadbasket of America, right? You're, you're taking care of what everybody has. Right. And I think people forget that till they get out there and see it. And then also just, I think you show us how big the country is. I mean, it's a, it's a massive country. Um, when I lived in the Midwest, everything was hours. Is that how you guys are? Like I'm two hours away or I'm, yeah. it wasn't miles, right? It was yeah. how long, how long does it actually take to get there? You know, um, like Indianapolis was two hours away, you know, Columbus an hour and a half, you know, that kind of stuff from Cincinnati. Yeah, ours so. is like Kansas city three and a half yeah chicago right. you know, yeah, you're, you're yeah. Low in yeah. two hours right yeah. <laughs> we can go to sioux falls south dakota yeah, yeah. about four four and a half five <laughs> yeah. uh so then uh for our listeners out there tom you kind of talked about your your past experience and and you know just an absolutely very very decorated resume for sure tell us a little bit about where you're at now and and kind of the recent shift that you've made all right so um you know, my kids were getting older. My son was a really good track and cross country runner. In fact, top 5% of the state. And, um, I wanted to be there for him and, and see his, his, uh, events and do that. And, uh, this job came up to where they needed a, a pro at the time, a project manager to manage a project for a retirement community. 
and this place is Westminster Canterbury Richmond and it was putting a it was cutting uh putting a whole new tower uh look I was going to put a whole new top of a tower mezzanine everything in place of an existing uh 1974 tower so you know modernizing this thing you know cutting off the roof putting on some new things and by the way the residents are living right below me right so it's like a hotel that's still open but right. I'm building on top of you right you know and we had the third or no second wettest year in history when I did that job wow <laughs> so great timing tons of roof leaks yeah, you know, tons brutal. of water issues damage and all that kind of stuff and I would come here sometimes two in the morning to meet with the residents and say hey Miss Smith I'm so sorry and you know put in these old pig things and you know divert right. the water through a trash can and they're moving to the other bedroom to sleep because they can't sleep in the bedroom because there's water dripping over the bed and all that jazz you know so just just a nightmare right and kind of goes back to the care the difference is I'm the owner and not the contractor so I'm being having been a contractor I can kind of talk conversely with the contractor say this is what we need to do to do this and then being the owner i had my management people like my mechanics and all that but uh we went through this whole job got it done uh residents super happy love it but i i became almost like family to where they know me by name they i know their kids they know my kid you know what i'm saying it's it's crazy right but i was able with this balance i was it's pretty much a banker's job right i come in about 8 30 and I can leave at five o'clock, whatever. And, um, you know, that that's my, I know work weekends, you know, that kind of stuff, which for construction, right. That's like, that's crazy. Unheard of. We, yeah. We just had a, <laughs> a, a guest tell us, he's like, I never have a day off. So yeah. the fact that you had a weekend, right? Tom, living the you dream. Know, and, and when I have my business, okay. And I'm going to tell all these contractors out there, you need to do this for balance. Okay. Um, or you get the stink eye from the wife, but is that from six to eight, I would tell my clients, my phone is off. And they go, what are you talking about? I said, I'm a dad. I'm a right. husband. I'm going to cook dinner. Uh, at the time, the way I worked it with my wife was because construction had to be on the job so early. I was never there to get them off to school or get them ready or anything. So I said, I made a deal with my wife, Betsy. I said, look, I'll put the kids to bed every night. Right. I will tuck them in. I'll read them books every night, 8 o'clock. So around 8.30, and I actually did this. I'd tuck the kids in bed, get back in the car, and go to Miss Smith's house. Wow. They go do an estimate. And oftentimes they wanted that because they, like us, were dads and moms. And yeah. that was the only time they could meet with us because they were both home from work. The kids were in bed yeah, if they had little ones or the teenage, whatever it was, they, they had the time to focus with me. So you almost have to shift your paradigm of business development a little bit. Right. And so, and then, like you said, you're always working. I was at the beach doing estimates, all that kind of jazz. And so when I came to the owner side, as I used to say, the dark side, what I did was I appreciated what they did, and I made sure I gave my guys the grace and the time to get it to me when they can. I was not this, and I'm not to this day, I need this tomorrow at five. Or, you know what I'm saying, like, just, when can you, I usually put it in your court and say, when can you get it to me? And they say, I can get it to you next Tuesday. That's perfect. That's fine. And then that way they, you know, but then my favorite thing as a superintendent, right, is guess what today is? tomorrow, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, 
you know when the self says i'll get to it tomorrow and, yeah you, know, you can roll up to them and <laughs> that's uh that may have to be the the t-shirt idea for this episode is uh every every episode i like to take the the best thing someone says and pitch it to our producers to put on a t-shirt and sell his merch so I, that's, i'm in that's my pitch i'm in and i want the first one extra large please <laughs> there you go but, guess what today but, is but, tomorrow yeah that's right <laughs> I'd but like to point still, out we've had zero T-shirts made, so they don't they don't land. But yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> you know, for one the of these one. days, one of these days, the ladies will come through for us. Well, that's the you know, in in what I've learned with all my wisdom guys, um, is that if if you uh, are humble enough to say, look, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, and that's what you find as you get older is you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. I want the smart guys doing the work. You know, I'm trying to say I, the, what I want people to look at me as being smart on is I got the right guys right. doing the work. That's where you're smart, you know, and 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 I think that's that only comes with experience. And it also comes with just good, you know, people skills where you're working good with folks, that kind of jazz. Yeah, that's that's solid wisdom. I mean, it shows experience, right? Like, yeah, there probably was maybe a time I know <clears throat> I can oh. be pretty confident in my abilities, right? And like as <laughs> oh. I've gotten older, I've tried to be like, well, you know, find someone who could do it better. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it makes sense. There's a lot. Like, I grew up in the '80s. You know, you had what was that song, "Like a Rock" by Bob Seger, <laughs> right? You thought you're invincible. We're not from the '80s, so yeah. <laughs> we well, might not okay. know. <laughs> but if you play that song "Like a Rock," yeah, you know, you're coming out of college like I'm a stud muffin. Nobody knows more than I do. And everybody just showed up and sat down because I'm getting ready to show you what to do here. Right. You know, and you quickly get humbled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I love about construction. It shows you real quick how much you do or don't know about what's going on. Yeah. And I feel like there's like a pride aspect to that too, like especially growing out a team or building a company or something like hiring people that are better than you at your job. Oh, uh, yeah. Comes with a lot of like, you kind of have to take a step down from your pedestal and admit like, Hey, if I want my team to grow or my company to grow, I need to be the second smartest, then third smartest, then fourth smartest and fifth smartest person on the team. I mean, I had great mentors. If you look at my resume history, I worked at DPR for instance. Okay. Mm, I, saw I met the Doug, Peter and Ron of DPR wow. been to California. Doug Woods took me aside one time and said, you're too entrepreneurial to be working for a company. <laughs> you should start your own company, Tom. That's a fun way to get I mean, fired. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I, that, to your point, I was like, "Are so you softly? Yeah, you what do they call it? The quiet firing?" Yeah. Right now? <laughs> no, but but what he was saying, and I said, but I told Doug, I kind of threw it back at him. I said, "Doug, why do you think I'm working here?" And he says, "What are you talking?" About? I said, "Because you teach us to be entrepreneurial. You're yeah. not telling me what to do. There's not a title on my business card. It's what the client thinks I am." Yeah. And I love, that, I love that. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, they, Doug Woods, he actually had business cards and he's the founder. See, I mean, he <laughs> could be the, like, I'm the D of DPNR, right? Right. It just says Doug Woods. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Now he's passed away. He's, yeah. he's, um, uh, I think he died about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Sad. I mean, but a just, I mean, he was the kind of boss he was. He put his office by the copier. Because he wanted to hear what's going on, you know. You're right. Just, you know how people, you know, they the belief in so and so just wanted another fact. You know what I'm saying? And, hey, what's up, John? Hey, what was that? You know, John would tell him what's going. You know, and then he's got his ear to the ground. You know. Yeah, I love but, that move. But, but his, but their attitude and uh, was, you know, that's how you 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 got to go forth and conquer. You know, so that's that's kind of how I do it. But anyway. 
Yeah, I love the. Uh, I want to touch a little bit more on the topic of uh, the ear to the ground, hearing what other people are saying. We mentioned at the beginning that you were just out at Trend University um, sure. in Omaha not that long ago. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like? Obviously, you get to meet a lot of other builders, a lot of other remodelers, people that use Builder Trend, and and kind of talk and communicate as a, you know, as a as an organization of peers, uh, kind of across the country. How was your experience? So it was neat to kind of talk to other folks to see you know, how do you use it or what modules do you use? That kind of stuff. And, you know, as long as I've been using this program, which I've, I've been using it I, when I had my old company, I think it's like since 2012, I got to look back at my subscriptions. You guys wow. can probably tell me, but, but, but you guys did my website for me, the whole nine yards, man, um, back then. And when, um, when I came over to here and started doing what I was doing, I quickly saw this is what I needed to use to manage all the remodels we do. And we do about 60 remodels a year. Oh, wow. And, um, and then we actually do selections and all that kind of stuff. And then we got this huge expansion, this $200 million expansion we're doing, and we're adding um, 118 new units. So uh, I remember talking to Nick and then Carolyn Kramer actually trained me, <laughs> but um on selections so i bought the selections module you had to upgrade to a the next level of builder trend involvement there and uh carolyn helped me get it all set up and we got it in place and we've now completed the selections of 47 of the 118 units with this program phenomenal wow right? and, and it's um and these residents by the way it's like an hour and a half to two hour meeting and we've been meeting with, you know, three to four residents a week. And we told the big company that's doing this whole expansion, we'll have all these selections to you by January 1. All right. So we've actually created the select, you know, and the builder trend thing spits out a report and says, here are all the selections. And we've put some language in there saying that, uh, by the way, any upgrades are non-refundable. So if these people back out later and say, you know, that $9,000 bidet I bought, you're not getting your money back. It's going in the, it's going in the remodel. Right. Right or the wood floor upgrades you picked and all that kind of stuff. And we got folks that picked up to, in some cases, 50 some thousand upgrades, whatever it might really? be. But the reason for that is to, to, to help the contractor get the job done and also get a commitment from the residents. Now it's kind of easy to say that it's kind of like going to Disney saying, Hey, look, I'm going to tell you it's a non-refundable ticket that you're going to say, fine, I, I'm going to Disney. I don't want to not go to Disney. And that's kind of how this place is. And we have almost a, over a thousand person waiting list here. Really? Right? Yes. Wow. So we don't have, you know, it, 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 and it's, we're blessed in that we're a brand that people want to be here. Okay. And it's because of the quality of care, the quality of people that we have here and the quality of just, you know, just everything about this place is what brought me here is on the client side. And they've allowed me to really be almost like run this, like a contracting business. They say, Tom, do your job. And so that's what I do. I bid all my remodels out. You know, I have three, you know, bidders for almost every division we have pre-bid meetings at these apartments they walk the job with our sales team sales team told us what's going on we do that with zoom even so the guys that can't make the meeting they can they can log into it's actually microsoft teams is what we use but they can come into the teams call we do that uh and i have a schedule on builder trend so i actually use the builder trend i actually have a, a westminster canterbury renovation tab job that everybody has access to and you pop that open and it has a schedule in there of all my bids when they're due and what apartments they are and what time the pre-bids are and all that jazz. Yeah. I'm so going to Builder Trend University though, I learned that, Hey Tom, not only can you do that, but you can actually, you know, have them put the bids in. 
So, you know, it's just, I think the thing with Builder Trend that I tell anybody that's new to it is don't try to drink all the ocean at one time. Right. Just take little pieces and get good at it. Right. And so where I started with it was the daily reports. I wanted my guys to just do daily reports, you know, take pictures, upload them, you know, just tell me what's going on, get, get it where the client's good with it. Then I went to schedule. Yeah, all right, let's start putting our schedule together. Is this something we can publish now? Do we want the client to see that? You know, I mean, is that something you think we want to do a baseline schedule? Are you guys ready to do that? And we're at the point now we got baseline schedules and I've taken jobs now where we used to take 14 weeks. We were given the credo to do it in 11 weeks. Okay, we do that. Wow. Now we got it to nine weeks. Really? And it's just because of, I, I truly believe it's the Builder Trend organization pieces, you know, that I'm using. It helps my guys just stay dialed in. You know, I mean, the schedule feature alone is phenomenal. I mean, you just pop guys, you know, when you update stuff and they're tied into the schedule, the plumber gets an update that, hey, we didn't pass an inspection, so you're going to have to come back tomorrow. So, you know, it's not going to get done today or whatever it might be. It's phenomenal. You don't have to call anybody to to do lists. I mean, I use that all the time when I'm doing, you know, I'm walking around with my sales team and they say, hey, Tom, this grout needs to be fixed. I swear to God, I'm getting phone calls while I'm walking with them. Cause they got popped and said, Hey Tom, I saw that. I just came across my, <laughs> can you tell me what, what I, I said in, in the sales team loves it. Cause they see I'm actually taking care of it. Yeah. And that's what I love about build a trend. It's just like, I got this. You I, know, uh, kind of say, you know, yeah, you have to be making uh Zach's uh trainer heart. Very, very happy. I actually, I messaged Caroline while you were talking about the shout out and she said to say hello. Oh, <laughs> awesome. She's great. And she, and, uh, and then to tell you, she got, uh, she got at one point, she had to help me with something and she couldn't make a meeting and she had somebody pinch hit for me because I was working on something. And that person, it, I'm telling you, everybody I've talked to or worked with the builder trend, you're dialed in, you know what to do. Uh, I remember calling in one time, the 1-800 number, cause I was upset about something and I was, they just taught me off a cliff. You're no time. You're right. This is what we got to do. And you know, they just kind of calm you down. And, and I think a lot of it is that is you guys have a, an awesome product. And I just think it's just it, the tweaks is, is what, what would I run into? So now I get with my, my teams and say, what can we do better with builder trainer? What would you like that to be? And then you try to do that, you know, where you do the suggestions, you know, pop stuff in there and, and send that into the team and all that. But, uh, great product yeah you know. i mean our, our product team we have a, a few people from product on the podcast every now and then and the recurring theme constantly is we just we want to do what's best for our customer and we can't do that unless they tell us and it's yeah. funny after hearing that from them so often now i'm the type of person that when i get an email or i get a pop-up in another product that like tells you to leave feedback i do it now <laughs> i used to always be like oh this is annoying but I'm yeah, like, wait. yeah yeah block it right yeah. You're like, <laughs> i'm like wait this if i want it to be better i have to tell them um, yeah. and then as far as our CS team goes, I, I hate to give Zach too much credit, but he is a, one of the senior managers on the CS floor. So he's out there, you know, training people and coaching people and, and driving the strategy there. So we have an incredible, uh, incredible CS team and, no. and Zach well, plays a part. People that, like Caroline say, deserve all the credit. I, I've, I do, I don't do anything. Yeah. Dude. I don't so like complimenting. Yeah, Zach don't let too Charlie often. talk nice about me. Well, uh, and, and I guess her counterpart, Nick was the one that upsold me to the selections program. He said, Tom, you need this if that's what you need to do. And that's where I think you guys bring a lot of value to a client like me that, hey, it's going to cost a little more, but it's worth it if you're if this is what you want to do with it. And then now that I've got it in place and we're using it, it it's like discovering fire. Right. You know, the, the people are like I can't work without it. Right. Right. And that's that's it's, it is the win win. Right. And that's kind of what you're trying to generate is a is a brand that 
it's like QuickBooks, right? You know, you got to find a, a, a an accounting software you want to use, and then that's that is what you use. Uh, I remember when I hired Paychecks, I said, "This is how you get fired," and they said, "What do you mean?" I said, <laughs> "I said you missed payday." Right. I, and they said, "They said, what are you talking about?" I said, "I said you need to tell me how much I got to have in the bank, what my draw needs to be, all that jazz." But my guys get paid on the first and the fifteenth of every month. Okay like clockwork i don't care what jobs i got going on whatever it is they get paid all right and most of my most of my folks were salary i didn't have like self-performance guys that were you know working overtime i just wasn't that big yet um i never really wanted to get like that because that's just painful now there are a bunch of guys that do a lot of self-perform work and i have hats off to you man it's 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 wonderful but it is uh, it's tough to keep that 40 hours in, right? I mean, I bet you talk to a bunch of contractors, that's their biggest challenge, right? Just keeping that guy busy for the week, you know what I'm saying? And truly doing work, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's uh, it's, a, it's a skill, right? You got to find the right jobs, the right clients, the right customers, and, and just make sure they're, they have things in place for you. But, but yeah, to, to that end, I used paychecks, for instance, and I never missed a payday. There you and, go. You know, so and that's that was one of my goals, right? And then, but going back to the dad side, that's what my son told me when I came over to here, and I've been here almost five years as he's graduated now in college. He said, "You never missed a track meet. You never missed a cross country meet." You know, and I was just like, I got all choked up running with him. You know, and he has to slow down to run with dad because uh, <laughs> I can I can't run his uh, six seven minute mile pace. You know, what I'm saying I'm I'm like an eight minute kind of guy, <laughs> but. But um, but he it's just I think he's seeing what it means to be a dad. And I think builder trend, you're kind of a parent with that. You know, I think the builder trend piece is this is how you take care of the family. And uh, and so that's kind of how I look at this product, this product, this program is having people log in, look at things. I mean, that's, I sold a bunch of work that way. Just hey, just walk on my website and they would see the projects you've done. And then, oh my God, yeah, I love that kitchen, or you know whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, so uh, I just think that's a it's a great product, and and you know just leveraging you know how it can just take care of things. And to put this in perspective, you know I've got to manage these 118 apartments that are coming up, and the the big contract is like, Tom, all these apartments are different; they're not the same like a hotel. And I said that's right. And they said, well, we don't know how we're going to manage that. And so you don't have to worry about it. I got it. You know, because I have builder trend. Yeah, it was just funny. It was like, don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, they they said, what about the specifications? What about correcting? You don't need to correct the drawings. I got the selection sheet right here. That'll be our spec. Wait, that's a sign by the client. It, they picked yeah. everything. They tell you which wall, the south wall, needs to be painted, the accent color, all that. We don't need to draw that crap. It's right here. Why do it twice? And this is kind of what I'm trying to teach. That paradigm is we get into this school of man, the drawings have got to reflect what. No, not necessarily. That, that's the beauty of construction. It's it's kind of a, a work of art. A little fluid. Yeah. You know, when a person's doing a remodel, you know, and this was another thing I learned recently, and I didn't know this till I got to the client side. When you work in the construction industry, everybody understands, I say everybody, most people understand plans. They understand what they're looking at, right? When you come to this side where I'm working with buyers and you know, soft, you know, social workers and, you know, nurses and all this kind of jazz. These folks can't see what we see on a set of plans. You know, they I learned that it's like 85% of the population do not 
understand like a Lego 3D. You know, they couldn't look at something and build it. Huh? You know, it's a spatial thing. Right. And I didn't see that till I came to the owner's side. Because, you know, if you're talking with guys that are doing it for a living, it's almost you can fake it till you make it if you don't really know what you're doing because you got enough people around you to say, yeah, that's where the door is going to be and all that kind of stuff. And now with this, you know, the virtual, the VDC stuff that's out there, I mean, you can put these glasses on and, you know, show them, hey, Walk this is through. your kitchen. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, I went to a conference in Chicago this year and uh, I was one of the um, hosts, the MCs for a day. And the reason they wanted me as a host is because I'm a client and can call BS to something. You know, somebody, <laughs> oh, this way. No, it's not. <laughs> no, right. <let> me <laughs> and the other thing I learned is that uh, the client oftentimes in your and I would ask your other contractors to ask their clients this. How long have you been talking about this project? Hmm. I would be surprised if it's less than a year. Right. Right. You know, most most jobs, it might be years. Right. You know, like I remember I did somebody's bathroom. And they said, we've been talking about this for 20 years. Really? <laughs> hey, better late than oh never, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So and I kind of joked with him. His name was Bob. Is Bob and his name Bob going. I said, Bob, uh, I, mean, I don't know what to say. This is my first uh, bathroom. I said, well, it better be right. Because I've been wanting to do this for 20 years. And I'm hiring you to do it. And I remember that's when I started figuring out, okay, I got to get the right people to do this work. You know, and it just uh, kind of stemmed from there. Do you have your your clients help with the selections process? Obviously, you're working with a a little older population, and are are you introducing the builder trend? I'm just curious. Yeah. So what what the the with the threshold we have not crossed? Just being honest, engine with builder trend is is my sales team is still worried about the um, getting them to be able to log in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the we talked about this at BTU was, hey, if you could get it to where I could have like five people share, and, you know, and what I'm getting at is the kids. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of them are the ones that are tech savvy. I mean, I'm kind of laughing. I mean, mom's almost got a flip phone here. You know, I'm trying to say <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's like a razor. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, they can. Classic though. Yeah. Those are sweet. You know classic. They, they I don't, wish have, I had they don't one. have an iPhone and you <laughs> give them a tablet and they're like, it's like handing keys to a jet engine. They're like, what's that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so, but, but, but they're coming around yeah. and, you know, and we're putting in applications and, and again, the builder trend, you know, training, and we actually have production here. We actually have a TV station, right. Oh, and training videos. Yeah. Oh, nice. And so, so I've got a guy that can record me using builder trend and say, Hey, resident, this is what it's like to use builder trend. Oh, nice. Right. That's and awesome. they know Tom Henning and, you know what I'm saying? It's, That's I'm cool. showing yeah. you how to use it versus the builder trend app that could show you. And, they, and by the way, all those training videos are top gun, you know, it's way to go. But, but what I'm saying is we're able to take that and kind of curtail it for our, our team. So I, I think it's around the corner because what, what I'm trying to show them and I told them what I brought back from this, the classes is how much time it saves. So you guys got to tell me what, what is your findings of when the residents able to log in, how much time does that save a week? Wasn't it like I heard twenty hours, but I can't remember. It was something like that. Charlie's a numbers guy. You've done yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, work. varies case by case, but I'd say twenty hours is yeah, pretty pretty uh, solid average there. I mean, when you think about making a phone call, calling them back, you know, what I'm trying to say having to get to the drawings and then explain it to them, talk to them about, oh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, let's get online, let's look at it together. Yeah. When you figure out, it's easily 
Well, it's just the little things, right? The little things here and there. You're not going to chunk out 20 hours, a whole eight-hour day, right? And you're like, well, I can replace that day, right? But it's five minutes here, it's five minutes there, it's half an hour over there. and then Or even if it's 20 hours a month, you you can't tell me half weeks worth of productivity is saved. Yeah, 100%. Letting them log in, done. Yeah. (laughs) And and I think, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, I learned this too, you're lazy, right? (laughs) Just like, (laughs) I don't have to do everything. Right. So that's efficiency, you know? Yeah. Not yeah. It's, it's, it's not necessarily being lazy, but what you're, what, it's like doing payroll, right? I could do payroll. I certainly could, but I'd rather have paychecks do it because they'll get it right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if the, the IRS is looking for form number XYZ, it's done. They, they've got all the forms. And it, what I like about it, it's almost like an arm's reach that it, it's, I'm not messing around with the money. You know what I'm trying to say? It's I got to pay these guys. Yeah. And let's make sure I pay them right. Let's make sure the Social Security, Workman's Comp, all that jazz is squared away, right? We're not playing any funny business there. Let's, you know, what do I need to do? And and I was big on that. And 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 I would recommend any contractor that way. Don't, you know, just, you know, uh, actually had an accountant when I started my business. He says two ways to play, above the table or below. <laughs> but you can't be both. And he was serious. I mean, he said you can't play both ways. Yeah. And, and uh, it kind of goes back to the VMI honor code, right? Lie, cheat, or steal, right? So you have to be, you have to carry yourself, you know, kind of in a way that you say, look, I'm running a business and there are business things I got to do and you run the business, you know, and and you take care of your people, you know, and I think that's, uh, I think that's, that's a, a secret sauce of success to any contractor out there. And then also to a client, I can see the contractors that actually take care of the people. And the ones that don't, and the ones that don't are, aren't on my campus. Right. I just don't want those guys. You know, I want the guys that they're well paid, they're paid a fair wage. You know what I'm saying? But I'm paying for the brains. I'm paying for good people. Absolutely. Um, um, you know, I was just gonna say, yeah, taking care of your people. I, I, I think that's kind of a, a fantastic note to end on. We're, we're running really, really close on time here, so I want to wrap no things problem. up. But I. I heard you say that. I'm like, oh, that's the perfect, perfect note to end the episode on. Because I feel like that's everything that you kind of talked about from start to finish of your journey and where you're at now is take care of your people and do what's right. And and kind of the rest will take care of itself. So, Tom, thank you very, very much for coming on this episode of The Building Code. I I feel like we could talk for another hour or so. Um, If it wasn't 430 on a Friday, we might. uh, Hey, anytime, you know, I'm always up for a topic. If you want to have even a group topic. You know, like where I'm a panel of guys or gals. that would be uh, that would be pretty cool. Uh, an you idea never know. There. I have some things yeah, cooking on my end. But anything else you might have questions on, or hey, Tom, what do you talk about estimating? I mean, you look at my resume, you see the background. I would love to help. You know, yeah, um, big jobs, small jobs. What's the difference? That kind of stuff. But um, I think a lot of it is just take care of, it, and I appreciate you guys. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. All right, Charlie, we just had Tom heading out on Building Code. As always, what'd you think? Tom was very, very, very insightful. I get why uh, when he came to BTU, as many people as they did um, talked about him and, and how great he was to talk to. I, I love having builders like him on the podcast. I actually feel like Tom was one of the first people we've had in a while who has a construction background. 
I feel like most of the people we oh, talked to point. was like, oh, I was an accountant before this, or oh, I was a teacher before this, or oh, I, you Great know, I, 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 my, one of my friends started this business, I joined him. Tom, you know, he sent us over his resume before the interview just so we could kind of see like what experience he had and, and talk through topics and things like that. I mean, he's worked at like 10 different companies, yeah. owned a couple, like he's been in the business forever. So to hear him talk about all the different things he's learned, things he's seen, um, going from having to go and like fax over stuff to literally writing down, you know, sales notes while you're walking through a, uh, a job site in, in builder trend was really, really cool. Uh, definitely something that I learned a lot from and, and hopefully our listeners out there learned a lot too. Yeah, absolutely. A builder's builder, you know, yeah, kind of those, the old school and not in a, in a, in a bad way, just in a, a way that, you know, a technology adoption and some of those some of our other guests have talked about like Courtney, like builders and new and stuff for 30 years. And right. Tom seems really embraced the changes and like, yeah. he looks at it more on the people relationship side which, as the universal thread between like the old and new as it, we've evolved, but like how technology is kind of like helping with the efficiency, getting people faster, communicating better. I mean, when he was talking about how he's like updating a to do, and then he's getting a call yeah. about it. Like he's talking about the innovation within the process, but how the old relationship building, the people business, we've heard people talk about that consistently. Yeah. And, and it really came through that I could see why people want to work for Tom or work with Tom and do things. And, and it, it's really inspiring because it's always like, what could I be doing better to like have that kind of mindset when I go into my own meetings and right. do that type of thing. So it was really cool. And just the, to your point, to expand on that a little more, just like the embracing the change as well as he had, Yeah, that was something I, you know, if we weren't running up on time, I wanted to talk to him a little bit more about because even something a little small is like upgrading to the selections feature. I feel like that's something that like a lot of our builders or, you know, contractors across the U S in general may be really scared to do. Yeah. But, all change is good. You know, you, you have to constantly be evolving. Otherwise you're gonna get left behind. So to hear him talk about that was cool. And it was also cool that he built a uh, Bengal stadium. And, uh, did I'm you see me? I bet if you looked at it on YouTube, I, how many games I, like, have you been to this year? Uh, this year we went to two games. I went to five games last year. Yeah. So, so Zach, big Cincy fan. When am I moving to Cincy? Absolutely. Don't, don't play this clip to my wife. <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, we're going to need to talk to him a little bit more about what flaws he may have had in his design that you could sneak into games. And I know, really, he didn't answer that part. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to get to meet Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Yeah, just, yeah. Any Absolutely. listeners out there, maybe it'll come back around. Yeah, maybe if you see uh, on ESPN some random guy getting caught um, trying to sneak into Bengal Stadium. That I'm blaming exactly. Tom. Blame Tom. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for coming on. Charlie, thanks for coming in and chatting with us. Zach, thank you for coming in today. Um, until next time, I guess. I'm Charlie Bertwistle. And I'm Zach Watovich. We'll see you.